Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by all of our Patreon subscribers. What you do see is you go to patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O. And you type that little address in there, and then you say, I would like to subscribe for a dollar, or two dollars, or three dollars, or five dollars, because I want to get the music, or ten dollars, because I want my name at the end of the show, or whatever reason you're going to be supporting the Sun Ranto Show and keeping us on the air, whether it's that you want to help us pay our website hosting bill, which is coming up for 200 bucks, whether it's you want to help us pay to keep the show streaming on StreamYard, what, if you just want to help buy us tickets or beer, if you would buy each one of us a beer for doing this show per year, well, that's like subscribing basically at like the $3 level. So get it done. You get the show early, ad-free. There's perks at every level. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Please join us. It's how we keep the lights on here. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Here's the show. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old stuff years out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the love of a loser. Sunranto. Sunranto. You should have yelled John Baker because it's John Baker Day, everybody. And uh, hey, uh, guys, you got another I'm thirty Ro- seconds. I can do it again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're we're here. Uh, this is John Baker Day. It's a, a different one than uh, we usually have. I'm Danny Rocket. We got Michael Cotton. We got Crawley here. We also got Mr. John Baker, the uh, the former uh, backup catcher uh, for the Chicago Cubs and mental skills coordinator, and Levante Stewart from the Lost Boys here right now to start out the show. And uh, I know what's every, on everybody's mind, and I think the same things on uh, John Baker's mind. He's like, I said, oh, you, let's talk about the John Baker day. He's like, no, let's talk trades. Yes. <laughs> so that's, that's what we're going to do. And uh, so, John, like, are, let me just start with you. Um, are you shocked at all by the Cubs moves, the la- you know, specifically with Anthony Rizzo? I know that nobody's surprised about Chafin or Jock Peterson, but uh, are you kind of surprised that they didn't do an extension and he's off to the Yankees? Yeah. Uh, it's definitely surprising. Um, you know, my man, for a long time, I think like the the person that I most associated with Cubs baseball and with like most likely to get a C that was not just a Cubs C on his chest was Anthony Rizzo. Um, 
And so to, to have him be the first domino to fall uh, is tough. I think also, too, you know, not getting another like at bat at Wrigley and just kind of the way the whole thing went down is it's I do work for a different team, but I have a lot of uh, love and respect and care for not only the fans of Chicago, but those guys in the locker room. I think the <laughs> seeing the, the video of um, I had to turn off the video of Chris Bryant sitting in the dugout. Uh, because I, I was feeling emotions like I was a little kid, watching him look like he was holding in crying before he was going inside. You know, I, I, yeah. I think the uh, these past these past John Baker days, in fact, I, I'll, let's, we can start with a funny story. So the last time we had one in person, um, and I've never told this story to you guys before, I don't think, but the last time we had we had a John Baker day in person, we had the Bleacher Bum Band at, uh, at the G-Man Tavern. And Mike Borzello and family showed up, and we had just a really good time. And and we had lots of uh, we had shots and we had beers. And I hadn't been really been doing too much drinking. So the next day, um, uh, you know, like it wasn't I wasn't puking rum chata. Um, <laughs> I, I I do remember your wife uh, sending some uh, angry texts. <laughs> Yeah, so I was, I was, I actually puked three or four times inside of Wrigley Field the next day after the last um, John Baker Dan person, and I feel, I feel, but it wasn't, it, it smelled like that, you know, the, the very distinct marker-based um, taste of Malort uh, that I, I threw up in the, in the garbage can in my office. Now, mind you, at the time, I'm supposed to be the mental skills coach of the team, and like, what a great example that I'm setting, um, vomiting at work, but I feel like there's a lot of Cubs fans. Um, that might find themselves in the same place tomorrow. And what I want to say to everybody is, like, it's okay to get there. It's okay every once in a while. Um, it, it hurts because you care, uh, and never forget that. John, I got to ask you a question. You were talking about how – I'm going to be honest. I went to the game today, not for John Baker Day, but I went to the game today with Danny – specifically to see a potential last at bat for Rizzo and Bryant. And you mentioned how Bryant was just looking out. You could tell how bad he wanted to be out there. You know, Rizzo, like it was, it was really difficult to not let, this is what a lot of us came here to see today was just to say one more time. Thank you. Thank you for all you guys contributed for everything. I mean, you work for the you worked for the Cubs. You worked for the Pirates. Was that just a do you think that's just a decision to make sure nobody gets hurt, or why not let the guy have one at bat to just kind of just get his 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 you know the fan applause and all that stuff? So as I'm learning now, um, you know when these trades happen um, and and things get reached, uh, deals get reached. There's no no one can take that risk uh, anymore. You can't you cannot risk. Anthony Rizzo getting one way B gets hit in the wrist. Now he's got a broken wrist, and and I know that it sounds kind of silly to everybody. And honestly, it's kind of stupid and silly to me that the guys don't get to play. But um, it's the way things go. I know, like we personally with the with the Pirates, we um, traded Tyler Anderson, one of our one of our pitchers, uh, to the Mariners, and, and in doing so, we had to like hold him out. Um, and it got really weird. Like there was a deal that was reached with a different team and then it fell through because of a medical thing. And um, he like went out and like was told he was traded and like threw a bullpen, but then like wasn't traded until the end of the, until after the game. So you just, you have to make sure that those guys don't get hurt. And I, I think that's why it's better to honestly, I mean, if we're thinking about the fans. Um, it's probably better to get those things done before the game actually starts. 
you know, like, yeah. or, or, or reach the deal um, uh, post game. But unfortunately, the, the timeline of these things doesn't doesn't wait for doesn't. I don't think it's very considerate necessarily of the fans in, in a lot of these cases. I, I think that a lot of this was inevitable um, with just the performance of the team in Chicago this year. Uh, but even though it was inevitable, and even though I was expecting it, like it's going to be super weird for me to see. Um, Anthony Rizzo in Yankee Stadium and in, 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 in navy blue pinstripes. That's just going to be a strange, a very strange, likely temporary look for, for me and for for everybody. I, I You know, you, you work for, for an organization as long as I did for the Cubs, and uh, it's it's just really hard for me to not root for those guys. Now, well, John, it, you, it's, you... it's obvious you were the glue that held this team together, too, because, uh, you know, you leave and then the dominoes start to fall and now everybody's gone. But I, I have a question real quick about just what it's like to be on a team that is in flux at times like this. Dudes are in, dudes are out. You know, obviously you got the, you know, we call it the Iowa shuttle between in the bullpen, the guys that come back and forth from AAA with options. But what's it like when somebody that's like a big part of a team like Anthony Rizzo, who you played with in 2014, he's, he's the guy that moved you over to third base on John Baker Day uh, back in 2014. Uh, what's it like to lose a guy like that on on your team I, I mean and you get new guys in I mean what what is that emotion for it for an organization um and have, have you experienced anything like that before yes so uh, it, if we go back to 2014 um we were in Washington uh and we played Jason Hamill pitched on 4th of July we beat the I, th- I believe we beat Tanner Roark in the Washington Nationals on the 4th of July and the senator from Illinois hosted us at the capital and, and, and that season I was the uh, personal catcher for Jason Hamill. And we all got back into these SUVs that VJ Tech and Donnie, the, the, the traveling secretary had organized for the team to go be able to do like the, the fireworks celebration at the US Capitol. Um, and he said, it's over. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I got traded to the A's. And Jeff Samarja got traded to the A's as well for Asset Russell. And, and when that happened, you know, essentially our team and like, you know, first of all, I think it's one like important context here. Like baseball players are uh, delusional. Like you have to be delusional to think that you're going to get to the big leagues anyway. So even as bad as we had started the season in 2014, it's always like, we're just, we're like seven games away from we're going to be good. Uh, we got it, you know? Well, then they traded two fifths of the starting rotation away. And it was like, oh man, the wind, the wind goes out of your sails. And so that happened. And then, we traveled Cincinnati and like, I'm, I'm starting to realize as I'm telling this story, like a constant theme of me coping with my feelings with drinking. But, um, <laughs> we, we, we went to, uh, we went to Cincinnati, um, and Theo got on the plane and like, you know, as only Theo could, he kind of apologized. He said, hey, I know you guys have been, I respect how hard you guys have been playing. And I know this is frustrating to lose a bunch of the rotation. Cause it looks like we've given up. Um, and honestly, we kind of have, we're rebuilding and, and, uh, you know, I want to take you guys out to dinner. And so we went to Cincinnati and we went to Ruth's Chris uh, Steakhouse that was like connected to the thing. And I asked if uh, wine was um, part of the tab that they were going to pick up. He said, yes, that was a big mistake uh, on their part. Um, <laughs> oh, is that why you guys fought fought the Reds dugout that weekend? Probably. Um, <laughs> because I... When we sat down at the table, um, you know, having studied some of the history of wine, uh, I noticed that um, 
that they had. Uh, well, I, I asked the act. I asked the, the sommelier, "Do you guys have anything that's not on this menu?" He said, "Yeah, we have a couple of bottles of Chateau Lafitte Rothschild, which is like one of the oldest wineries in France." And and so we got a couple of bottles of that, uh, you know, and um, we ran that tab up as as good as as well as we could. And then apparently after that, they never. After our ten thousand dollar wine bill on the Cubs, they never let us. Um, <laughs> they never let any players order wine ever again. Uh, and so that's how I ca- that's how I coped with being on the Cubs and losing a big part of our team. Now, mind you, uh, Jeff Samarja and Jason Hamill, although they were you know valuable contributors to the team, they were not the uh, final out of the two thousand and sixteen World Series. They were not yeah. the. They weren't. They didn't mean to the Cubs, but. Um, what Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant, um, I think, have, have, met, have met to the Cubs uh, and to Cubs fans. And, and um, so it's it's definitely more uh, than that. So I can say it's deflating. It's absolutely deflating for a locker room. At the same time, it's also, it's also a call to look into the future. And, and it's a snapshot into the future because now it becomes a place of opportunity. And now you can start focusing more on the farm system focusing on acquiring really, really good young talent and started thinking about guys like when's Brennan Davis and Miguel Amaya and, and these prospects, like it, it's, it starts to think about what's, you know, what, what comes next and, and how far away is this organization from, you know, the next 2015 style team? Like how far away are they uh, from that team? And I imagine a couple of years. John, you know, it's interesting you bring that up because your role as farm director now for the Pirates, I mean, I mean, think about it from the, the, the standpoint of whoever is, whoever has your role with the Cubs. You know, there's been four trades now. We, we've traded, uh, Jock Peterson, Andrew Chafin, Ryan Tapera to the White Sox before the game ended, and now Anthony Rizzo. So as the farm director, what is the role of the Cubs farm director now with all of these influx of guys coming in? The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sunranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store and uh you know we kind of get together we have a conversation about something cubs related or baseball related or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist matt camera you never know what's going to happen over there on tuesdays at 6 p.m at the spotify green room app here's what you do uh you download it and um then you follow Sunranto Show, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O-S-H-O-W, and you link your Twitter in there, and uh, you know, pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me. Um, it's totally participatory. Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app, and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. Oh, so you're talking about uh, there's some, you know, the Cubs are a little bit bigger than us over here in uh, Pittsburgh. Um, so you've got uh, you've got two two people there, Bobby Basham and and Matt Dory, both great people, really smart, that do a great job. Um, and so, like, if you're in my position now, where we're you know we're trading and we already have the in Pittsburgh, we have the number three farm system uh, as rated by Fangraphs progressive value. Um, coming into this uh, draft and trade deadline. So 
for those guys, this is kind of like Christmas. I mean, everybody else is sad, but we're like wrapping presents going like, ooh, like who are we going to get next? Like what do these guys from the Yankees look like? This is really exciting to see what the future could be and, and how are we going to develop them? And what are the plans for these guys moving forward? And so that's what I'm experiencing as well uh, in, in my position now. We're thinking about like how good could this farm system be and, and building from within and developing new like in creative ways to train players to get better um, – it gets it does get really exciting, uh, and and I guess it's the thing that the fans don't see. You know, we always want um, fans always want the team to win now, and, and I think that it, we've kind of shown over the last couple of years, or baseball has taught the that the industry of baseball has realized that you can't really do both. You can't hedge your bets and always be good, but always also try to develop internally. And in, and I think I think Theo and the Cubs and that administration really showed that with. Um, they really showed that with the last uh, with the last rebuild um, and how successful and how fast it how fast it happened. So it's happened in the past really quickly there before. And yeah, Matt and Bobby, I'm sure, are super excited to uh, get to get this new talent um, into the system. Hopefully, they can max- maximize the return uh, and put together a good team. Because I'll tell you right now, in a couple of years, the Pirates are going to be really good. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Is like uh, the, the Pirates. You said number three system. Is, uh, uh, so a lot of the guys that you're seeing, uh, the last time they really competed was with the Cubs in like 2015. I guess 16. You can make a case that they competed. Uh, how far do you, away do you think they are? Uh, and is it going to be a situation that they'll be hitting it? You know, is, that's like Cubs and Pirates in direct competition in what two years, three years? Like, what do you? Yeah, seeing? I think. Well, I think that the you know the the difference in the two organizations is that the the Cubs tend to be able to do things faster and kind of maybe access and spend some more money on the players. Um, sure. And so you know being a, being a smaller market smaller market in Pittsburgh, like we really have to focus on development. So we need um, we need a lot of players to kind of uh, reach that level. But I mean, I just if if we go back to 2015 and we think about like or talk about the wild card game at PNC and like. Like that was some of the most exciting baseball I've ever seen. Um, you know, you think about that performance by Jake Arrieta and and the Cubs popping onto the scene and the and the Kyle Schwarber home runs in fifteen and like like oh my god like we are actually good and uh, Miguel Montero's Twitter um, and like all all of the really fun parts <laughs> about that thing. And I, I think what you need is um, what you need is the appropriate dance partner. Um, what you need is the appropriate sparring partner so that whoever leaves the NL Central has got a chance to win the World Series. And I think we all uh, we all can meet on, like, you know, uh, we can all meet on, like, mutual ground here and both, like, really dislike both the Brewers and the Cardinals. Um, <laughs> and, and I think it'll be fun to, to, to really focus on, like, uh, playing spoiler and, and doing the best that we can to to make things miserable um, for those teams over the next couple of years. Um, but I think at the same time, you know, knowing the competitive nature of Jed and knowing the competitive nature of David Ross, like they're going to want to be good next year. So I would expect, um, you know, I think the Cubs go down to like $47 million payroll. Uh, so I would expect maybe trying to extend somebody like Javi, uh, picking up a couple of good free agents and seeing what it looks like with competition with a better stock farm system. Because that's the other thing that, that stocking the farm system does. If you, if you accrue enough prospect capital that over the next couple of years with some of these trades, then you can go out at the deadline and be buyers. And yeah. I also wouldn't discount the idea that some of these guys come back. 
uh, I think so, as well. I think that's another part of this too. You know, John, you're talking about the Cubs being a big market versus Pirates small market. And that's, I think, what a lot of Cub fans are concerned about. We did the rebuild. And you were there for a lot of that from 2011 to 2014. But now we're talking about, are we looking at a retool like the Yankees did as far as, like you said, using the, using the prospects, but also signing some free agents and having some other guys come through the system? Yeah, I, I see the Cubs more on that track, personally. I see the Cubs more on a, like a, like a rebooting kind of a, a idea. Like I could see them you know, using basically conceding the end of, of 2021 here and then really pushing in the off season into 2022. And if you look at the market, the, the, there's a lot of exciting free agents um, coming in this market, not just Javi Baez, but Trevor Story and Trey Turner or no, Trey Turner's got another year of arbitration. He's got four. Trey but Turner got, just got traded to the Dodgers. Yeah. I don't know how the Dodgers um, are able to do what they do. Um, it's pretty <laughs> It's been incredible. It's like they have they're 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 living uh, they're living the dream, and they have a stock system, great development, all sorts of money to buy players, and then uh, they seem to do a good job in the big leagues. They are kind of like setting, I think, the standard of professional baseball right now. Um, but yeah, like what a ridiculous thing. Although the guy that they traded, um, who I heard got pulled from the game, uh, Kiebert Ruiz, the catcher. Um, that's a hell of a chip to trade. Uh, and it's what, what really appears to be um, a future, a future everyday star in the big leagues catcher. So uh, they, they did give up a lot for, for two rentals, basically. I, I don't know if they get, I don't think they have Turner next year, but you've got uh, Max Scherzer for the last couple months who uh, another interesting case and somebody who like has any pitcher ever been good the whole term of their contract like that. And he might be the only one that's been good, since he signed in 2014, like he started the All-Star game in the last year of his seven-year deal, that's unheard of. Yeah, right. Uh, I want to bring uh, Levante into this uh, conversation because uh, t- today being John Baker Day, it- it's like what what we kind of set out to do with, uh, with John uh, when we first started this day. I mean, th- the history of it is such that uh, I, I believe, John, your dad found my song that I wrote about you and that night that you got the win. And um, then, it, you know, it progressed. And I talked with Corey Finneran from Ivy Envy and we threw a party and then you came and we said, hey, let's raise some money. And we raised money for Cubs Charities and then we raised uh, money for a, a family that had been in a car accident. And then we raised money for uh, last year for Lost Boys, which is why Levante's here. And because of that relationship that we forged, uh, you're actually now on the board of Lost Lost Boys. Levante and I have become great friends. I just got back from Kansas City. We were at the Sox-Royals game the other night. We went to the Negro League Baseball Museum last year, and it's all because of that dumb song I wrote, and then it all all (laughs) spiraled into, uh, you know, five to seven years of of, uh, really great stuff that we've been working together. That's why we're all here together right now. And, um, you know, uh, John and and Levante, I kind of want to – well, I'll start with Levante. Levante, can you just introduce yourself and talk about, like, what you do with the Lost Boys down in the south side of Chicago? Yeah, absolutely. Hello to the, all of the show fans, the viewers um, that are checking it out. I'm the executive director of Lost Boys, the founding executive director. And we're um, a sports-based youth development organization that uses leverages the power of organized baseball and fast-pitch softball 
to help children develop and, you know, it builds around other core components that are key to developmental assets for youth. Um, and yeah, you're absolutely right. This has become a band of brothers. I finally made it up to Nisei Lounge and hung out with some of the Bleacher Bums. I finally got to see Bleacher Jeff and Mai Tai Guy. And so we've got another uh, one out of the crew. We've got Robert Leakson, uh, who's now become a coach with Lost Boys. So it is just, you're right, Danny. It is just growing and growing. And so I think, I wouldn't say stupid song. That is an amazing song because look at the uh, positive effect that it's created and it's around a wonderful man when we're talking about John Baker. Uh, so an amazing guy as a player, you know, as a coach now. And so congratulations, John, uh, on moving up the ladder there in Pittsburgh. So yeah, we had a great time hanging out, man. Michael Cotton was there. Uh, he brought his sons. So yeah, we just had a great time. I only say it's a stupid song because the night at the morning, <laughs> the morning after I wrote it was the morning after I was doing this. Like this, this is me that night in uh, 2014. I'm putting up on the screen a picture of me and Billy Cub. Uh, we, we're we're hammered outside of the uh, the ballpark. We took this picture as a guy sleeping next to Wrigley. Um, there, 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 there's, there's me and one of the ushers that's, who wouldn't let me back into the ballpark. So it's just like, you know, it's just, um, you know, it, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a particularly my finest moment. Um, I think we might have lost. I, I think we might have lost John somehow. I know uh, for all the people that are uh, uh, watching right now, uh, John was driving to the airport to pick up his parents. So he goes, I'm going to be doing this show from the car park in the, you know, the kiss and ride. Uh, and oh, here we go. We got John back. Um, so, but uh, John, I was just putting up pictures of that crazy night uh, that you pitched. And um, it, it's uh, it, I, I don't I, it's not a good look like there I am uh, with my <laughs> with my thumb up and my and my face off. And that guy's like, please stop touching me. Um, <laughs> But I can uh, tell you, I can tell you, Danny, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that way right now. Yeah, exactly. No, I I was with you before I I told you, I crawly, I looked you right in the eye at the ballpark and I said, crawly, I will see you at eight o'clock. And you looked at me like you had never seen me before in your life. (laughs) So here's the thing about the the, the relationship though, between, uh, you know, lost boys and you, John, and why we got involved doing this in the first place. And John, I guess, uh, for you, uh, what, why the hell would you ever hook up with a with a weird old outfit like us to, you know, a bunch of weirdo fans r- writing strange songs? And what makes you want to do, uh, I guess, the right thing in the world instead of just being a, a cool baseball player that uh, could just hole up and, you know, lounge around your pool? What What is it that motivates you to be a, a more introspective character and, I guess, a, one of the finer minds of – baseball in my opinion that's like way too way too generous of a description of me personally john Um, baker day i gotta blow it up a little bit so so uh i i would say that my experience of playing actually playing on the chicago Cubs was unlike any other experience i ever had playing baseball i was pretty bad um as an offensive player i mean we won a lot of games when i caught and and we're obviously rebuilding but um struggling uh like that and then like people cheering for you and like not really caring how you did but just caring that you were on the cubs and 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 wanting wanting to wanting to root for you is one thing but i i quickly learned when i was playing there that there's there's two distinct um 
there's kind of two distinct groups. There's the groups that buy these box seats at my home plate. And then there's the people that show up every day um, in the bleachers. And what you get from the latter crew is like 100% authenticity. And then I think, Danny, after you and I spoke a couple times, it really hit me that I'm like, oh, shit, like this is like these are people that these are my kind of these are my people. These are my people. Whether There is no BS. They wear their heart hard on their sleeve. And we met on a lot of common ground on the things that we believed in, how we should treat other people. Um, and I think that it, one of the great things about being alive right now is that we see things change. And then we can identify areas that we can actually help and come together and help. And, like, you know, John Baker Day started because of that song. Um, and then after the song, we said, wow, people are, like, mildly interested in this. How can we, how can we use this day to help people that are worse off than we are? Uh, and, and I think if everybody takes that attitude and everybody takes that, like, like goes in that direction, then all of a sudden, like, life is a whole lot better for everybody in a, in a, in a world that's getting, like, hotter and, uh, like, shittier generally kind of all the time. Like, who are we if we're not doing the best that we can to, to, to make it better? And that's what I see when I, when I see you guys. Yeah, we, we met because we, I played at Wrigley Field and we all liked uh, Chicago Cubs baseball and identify with the city, but there are no fans, um, like bleacher fans. They're better than, uh, the people pay $300 to sit right behind home plate and only want to show up when the team is doing well. Um, they're better than, uh, people that don't pay attention, only watch when the, when the, when the team is good. Um, because they're, they're authentic and they're honest. And like, that's where I connected with all of you. And that's why we're going to have a friendship and a relationship forever. And hopefully we can get this thing changed to, uh, Levante Stewart Senior Day or Lost Boys Day or O'Neill Day. Um, and I think that with the with the injustice that really got exposed at a different level in the United States last year, we wanted to do our best to, 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 to help in Chicago. And then you find somebody like Levante who's taken baseball and paired it with this social and emotional learning model and, and has gone out of his way to help kids and has gone through stuff himself. And it just becomes a real natural, easy fit of somebody that you want to help. Uh, and, and I say want to help, not like it's some sort of charity case. It's somebody that you want to partner with and walk side by side with. And in, and in my case from Levante, learn from. Like, oh, look, here's somebody who has a model for how to make change. Like, we need more people like Levante and more organization like Lost Boys. And so it may, it may have taken us six years to get there, but we got there. And we found <laughs> the place that whatever, when, whenever we do something, whenever we try to raise money, we know exactly where it's going to go. Um, and I wish I could stay on longer. I've no, I know. I was just going to my parent airport uh, here. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, uh, well, well please, please say hi to your dad. Your dad is a lot of the reason why we even uh, came in contact together because uh, he's the one that found the song, I think, on YouTube. But um, but yeah, don't, don't crash because that would be terrible for. I mean, I I actually wouldn't forgive myself. So. Um, but uh, I, I guess we'll let you go. Ha- happy uh, you day. Happy Job Baker Day. Uh, and my opinion is that at, at this point, um, wh- we can have Buck O'Neill Day. We could have John Baker Day. We could have Levante Day. Levante day we could have Lost Boys Day. And we, they don't have to be exclusive of, of each other. We, we should just make them all days put together every day we wake up and we do a, 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 a day that we – trying to make the world a little bit better. There's what Levante does, what you you do, it's what we all try to do. But 
John, we miss you, man. I I, I got to admit, yeah, like, we miss you, but uh, I'm glad you're with the Pirates and not the Cardinals because I, then I don't know if I can have you on the show <laughs> that, anymore. <laughs> that would get a lot a lot more sketchy. Yeah, I'll quit. I'll quit before I go to someplace not boring, guys. <laughs> yeah, uh, brother, right, we'll, catch you, we'll catch you. We'll catch up with you soon. Thank you for your wonderful insight, and uh, always appreciate it. Love you, and uh, we'll talk to you real soon. Love you guys too. Miss you. All right, miss All right, you. Take it easy, John. Now, Levante, I got the same question for you. Is like I asked John, like, how did he get into, uh, I guess, wanting to do more than just be a baseball player? Uh, how did you want to do more than just, I don't know, make money for yourself, be with your family? Now, I went on that trip with you. There, you had 80 people, two buses. We went down to Kansas City, me, uh, Cotton. Uh, we drove down. We met up with you. Uh, it was a sprawling enterprise. A lot to deal with, a lot to happen. What made you want to have 80 people on a trip with you? Yeah, I mean, that's that's a lot of work, my man. I mean. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to kill the background noise. Well, first, big shout out to Sheree Ashley, our program coordinator for South Shore. Amen. Who did an amazing job organizing it, um, you know, and just running the whole thing. And it was her first large uh, trip or event like that. And so it was our first large trip. Uh, ever because we hadn't really taken these kids many many places like that and so this this opportunity stemmed actually because of you again indirectly you and Crawley and Mike and John so last year when we got on this show and we had Bob you had Bob Kendrick on and so I was on with Bob and I was you know starstruck and I stayed in contact with Bob through Twitter and then the next thing you know uh, we were inviting Bob to our winter clinic uh, the virtual parts of it. So we do baseball history every year, but we study different parts of baseball history and softball history every year in our winter program. So we want to study the contributions of every race, every ethnic group that has ever stepped on that field. We want to know how, and because we believe this will bring people together if we can find common ground, right? So common ground through baseball, through the thing that we love, the way we're all friends at common ground. Even though I'm not a Cubs fan per se, we're still friends because we all love baseball. Um, and so that's what we did. And we had Bob pop in. We were using his video series, that short series called Story. And so Bob would pop in every week and talk to the kids about a, se- a set of those videos that they had watched. And so at some point I said, you know, Bob, we're going to come down there this summer. And I had no idea where I was going to get the money. And we launched this fundraiser to go get this money. And then uh, people rallied around it like you. You started doing more birthday fundraisers and dropping money in the pot. And uh, and John and other people. And then Shakia Taylor, uh, sport baseball writer. And Jay Westbrook, the black beer baron. So they created this summer of 54 beer. Uh, we haven't even used the proceeds from that yet. I mean, it was mentioned that, you know, it helped us get to Kansas City. But the truth is, I think that money is going to help us next year get to we're now going to go to Cooperstown next year. So Ooh. now this is going to become an annual thing. So I hope you all join us. Crowley, you should come and go next year. And we're going to go down to the Baseball Hall of Fame. So it's so meaningful in so many ways, guys. Right. Number one, a lot of these kids, some of these kids, not all of them, a few of them have never been out of town. So some of them, this was their first excursion out of Chicago. Wow. Uh, for others, it was just a summer vacation after enduring what has become a really weird summer in terms of gun violence on 
you know, mainly the south and west sides. Now, this has been the highest number of children shot and shot and killed in Chicago in the history of Chicago. So if I'm a kid, I'm feeling some kind of way knowing more kids are getting killed and shot this year than any year before. So just getting them a chance to get out this damn city and breathe was really the goal. But, man, sorry, guys, out at movies in the park. We had so (laughs) much fun, and I'm down to like 2%. But we had so much fun out there, man, you know. Um, we really did. It was amazing. I, I got some pictures I'll put up real quick. Uh, here's uh, me, uh, you, and uh, Ki- uh, T- what's her name? Kiana. 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 Uh, that's, and uh, Michael. And we're right out, right outside the YMCA there. And there's a huge mural. There's a baseball well, field that we're Buck standing O'Neal, at. Now the Buck O'Neill Center, right? Right next door, right. And that, yeah. that basically that mural is on the what's going to be the Buck O'Neill Center. And but I, I want to show this picture because this is the first night that me and Michael arrived. And this is about two in the morning, and we were all we out. We were hammered, man. Yeah, we were hammered. We were walking we around Kansas City. We on every night. We hit the jazz clubs. Yeah. We just enjoyed ourselves in the moment, and it was me to my staff and the parents that went, hey, let's just get out, let's turn up, celebrate yourselves for what you do for these kids and for the community. Yeah, and we had a great time that night, and the parents were with the kids, so don't think that we, the kids were just yeah, yeah. By, out by We the, didn't totally leave them by themselves. Yeah, they were fine. And then uh, here's us at the game, and there's Sheree Ashley, and she really yeah. was instrumental in making this happen. Uh, we, we have to have her on the show sometime, too. She's awesome. We became good friends on this trip. We had you know worked together a little bit on putting the trip together, but uh, we didn't really know each other. Uh, until you know this trip and the coolest thing that happened i mean not the coolest thing a lot of cool stuff happened but jorge soler ex-cub jorge soler hit two home runs this is a picture i took of the first home run he smashed that thing to center field and um one of one of ours uh group tiara she got the ball right i was pissed man i put it on twitter and circled <laughs> the ball when it went over, I mean, I, I was conflicted. I love Solaire. I thought the Cubs should have never let him go. And then here he, damn it, hits the shot. Then hits the second one. Two and homers. We were losing that game by one. Yeah. Only good it, came for that was that the kids got the ball. So, uh, yeah, you guys got the ball. That was amazing. It, it, it was, and, and really what, what was amazing is moving 80 people around in two buses. Like, it is a oh sprawling God. enterprise. It, it was, we were an undulating uh, organism that moved through Kansas City, but we got where we needed to go. We were and, like those things on a little cartoon. Oh, I oh think, and there uh, he went. There, there went his 2%. 2%. Yeah, that's what 2% milk gets you. That's why you buy whole milk. That's why you buy whole milk, because 2% won't get you nowhere. So I guess, uh, uh, well, the last thing I want to say about Levante is that you should give him money. And you should give him as much money uh, to the Lost Boys as you can. Uh, I'm going to drop a link in the – where is the link? I don't have it here. Uh, but I, uh, here we go. Uh, lostboysinc.org backslash donation is uh where where you can do all right there you got the uh the little thing but i'm going to drop a link here in the chat hopefully you can you guys can see it um give whatever you can uh they they do great work uh i mean i i don't know what else to say i don't know how else to convince people that the lost boys deserve your money if you love baseball and you love kids and uh, you want to help out people that need 
more resources than they have, uh, then this is the way to do it. Lostprisinc.org. And they're growing, and they're they're trying to reach out and help more and more children every single more time. More groups too. Yeah, bring and more groups in. They're doing a good job. Look, Danny and I at the game. Uh, Danny, you said you had a conversation with the woman that was, you know, giving drinks and and stuff to all the kids at the game, and she said like it was a great group. The kids were all very nice and well behaved, and they they she was like. She's had some horrible groups with lots of kids, but our our kids, the Lost Boys kids, were like they were on top of it. They're really good kids, and they're you know. And she they, yeah, she remarked the bartender. Uh, you know, she's like, oh, it's because it's, it's like a private group section that they have in Kansas City, and that section oftentimes has groups like camps and stuff that comes through. And she's like, oh man, when she sees kids show up. She's not too happy about it because usually they're unruly. They're jumping in the fountain like it's right by in Kansas City. They got those fountains. So the kids are probably jumping in the fountain, climbing up everything they can like kids do. But uh, this one was like, this has been a total pleasure tonight. These kids are pleasing. Thank you about everything. They're waiting in line. They're not screaming at me. They're not entitled little brats you know they're not demanding you know of me uh so it yeah it 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 was really nice and i could say that too much uh, also about being on the bus with everybody like i imagine being on a bus full of children as basically being my personal hell oh my god that's not what it was like everybody was fine in fact the kid and maybe it's because all the kids are on their phones these days I think that's what it is. <laughs> they, they've I, got a little something to to keep them occupied besides yeah. uh, throwing shit at us or something. So anyway, give the Lost Boys money if you have it. Um, give them money. Give Levante lots of money. They're looking to buy a building. They're looking to buy the building they're currently in so that they're not paying rent anymore, which makes all the sense in the world to me because they deserve their own building because they share that with other organizations. And guess what? I bet you they will continue to share it with other organizations, um, but they won't be paying some landlord any money anymore. They deserve their own uh, shot at a building. So uh, I guess we should talk about, uh, well, hey, happy John Baker Day, everybody. <laughs> worst, worst John, John Baker, Baker Day, Day ever. ever. Worst. That's actually at the top of my show notes. Worst John Baker Day ever. I mean, since John Baker Day happened in 2014, it's been nothing but a meteoric rise into the into the future of Chicago yeah, 20, Cup baseball. Twenty sixteen was the first time it was that we all got together with John. So yep. it's been nothing but fucking like you know desserts and ice cream and cake and beer and champagne and just all sorts of good stuff. But just like a meteor can go shooting through the sky, be beautiful, and look looks looks like you're on you know a trajectory towards a beautiful future. Sometimes that meteor comes crashing down Earth and kills all the dinosaurs, <laughs> <laughs> like it did today. <laughs> and literally, <clears throat> the dinosaurs are dying. <laughs> did you just make a dinosaur? Whoa, what was that noise? What was that? It's Crowley's dinosaur impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we'd have fun tonight. It's too sad out there to not have a great time tonight. It is. It is. I'm yeah, just it really is. Um, so uh, we we traded everybody. So, I, I mean, 
I guess we should do maybe the temperature check a little early. Uh, I, I think we should. And please comment in the chats. Um, I, uh, let's do a temperature. Today we're going to talk about taking a rectal temperature. Do we have to take it rectally? Yes. Yes. Take it rectally. Crawley, I'll start with you. You, you said on numerous text messages within the last two hours uh, let me, uh, and, and I quote, <laughs> I'm, I'm so pissed right now. I mean, I'm, I'm on a couple threads with you, Crawley. You, you put people together. Yeah. yeah. That that's been your go-to phrase. I'm so pissed right now. Uh, get off your chest. Why are you pissed? I don't know, man. It just, Look, I, I will say that maybe in a couple of weeks I'll start feeling better. When I'm looking right now in these prospects that they got from the Yankees. I just, Danny, we went to the game and we talked about it. A lot of people, I think, went to the game to say goodbye, to hopefully give everybody a one-off, to cheer, to say, hey, thank you for what you did for the team, for the organization, for the fans. And I feel like we kind of got chipped on that a little bit. Uh, there was there was opportunities. To pinch. We got fucked over. You're 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 burying the lead. We got uh, temperature checked, is what we got. And so I stole from the Ricketts today because I was so pissed. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, Crawley was a he was a champ. Let me tell you, let me tell you how he he fucked over the Ricketts twelve bucks at a time. And here's how he. <laughs> all right, so we're sitting in the what ninth row, eighth row, whatever it is. The next row down is the Maker's Mark Barrel Room row, and they've got all inclusive. So we make so Crawley, he's got a, he. You had two ins. You had two. You had two ins. One was just. I'm just going to drunkenly climb over the seats and just get the vendor to give me shit. And he did because you're like, brother, brother, let me get like uh, a beer and a seltzer. And and you're like double fist in your hand and it back to me. I'm like, dude, not yet. He's still here. But, uh, uh, but you got my mama water. And then you made nice with the, the ladies that were in front of us. And uh, you told them all about yourself. I'm crawly. I'm I'm a big deal around here. You're gonna hear about me, and then they were like, "Ooh, Crawley," and then so they're just giving you whatever you want. And you're like, "Oh," and then at the end, I heard him say this. They said, "If there's anything you need, just let us know." But you know, and I would have stayed down there, but my mom, I was with my mom, and it was hot down there. She's like, "I'm not sitting here anymore," so I went up. So I missed all the fun. How many more drinks did you get out of those people? Oh, dude, we we were we were going about a beer and inning uh, is what I would say is where we were rounding off to. So it was a good time, man. You know, like it was the maker's mark, and we just kept, I kept jumping back and forth the rows, and then just kind of giving drinks out to all the good people. Okay, and I I got to ask you though, why not once you jumped down into maker's mark, did you not stay in that row? <laughs> You'd seem like jumping back and forth would make you more obvious. Than a person who just snuck down there the one time and just stayed there till you had to pee. I don't know, man. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I had a better answer. I don't. Because <laughs> there's no good answer you can give me. There's, you can't. But we, we we had fun today. I agree. We got gypped out of that. I mean, because it's not like they're trying to win baseball games. Like I don't even know if we need to talk about this series or, or even the next series. Um, because you know, like we have been doing for the last six years since we met 
since 2014 when we uh, or 2015 when the game started getting important felt like well, oh maybe we should know who's pitching and have some knowledge and now it just feels like eh fuck it let's play rock and roll and dr- get drunk and you know talk to Baker about I don't know it's hard. Weed. It's hard. It, it, I'm, I'm just going to. Let's get Ryan Sambergod just to like smoke weed now. Like that's like <laughs> that's where we're at. Now. He's on a billboard. You know, he'll do it. I'm just struggling because this team meant the world to so many of us for six, seven years is that this was, you know, for one fucking shining moment in our lives, man, the Cubs were the greatest organization and and it was fun as hell and every free agency we were we were in in it all whether it was otani whether it was hayward whoever it was whether it worked out or didn't work out we were we were in it all and it, it felt great it felt like we were going to be the next evil empire we were going to be the next yankees and and that was it was the last seven six seven years of my well, now that they got rizzo maybe we kind of will Right, but the last six, seven years, <laughs> the last six, seven years were the greatest years of my life as far as being a Cub fan, and that's you're talking forty years. That I, so I've I've sat there and I've gone to that fucking stadium my whole life since I was a little boy, and I've 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 been thirty minutes outside the entire time, you know, and just always been there and always had that opportunity and meeting people, but never has it been this fun, this amazing, the amount of camaraderie. And, and, and seeing Rizzo go is really kind of like, I know other people went, I know, I know Jed left, Lester left, all those type of things, area left. left before, you know, all that shit. But this just really feels like the end. And that's as hard as, as hard as it can be right now is to realize that, it, you know, like I told you, you know, Danny, when I was writing that song the other day, like the dream's over, man. And then hopefully we can come back and bounce back and be strong. But right now, the only thing you can think about is, is that it's done. Cubs are a concept by which we measure our pain. I'll say it again. Yeah, no, it it is true. I mean, Anthony Rizzo is the longest tenured Cub at this point, right? I would twenty. Yeah, longest tenured Cub. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so with the Cubs since twenty twelve. Yeah, and it, and I think he's on everybody's. Well, we had that one guy last week that said, here's what they have to do. You have to extend Rizzo, Bryant, Javier Baez, and Wilson Gutierrez. You know, it's like you can't get them all. Um, but I think of all the guys that you would have wanted them to extend, I think Rizzo was on the top of a lot of people's list until very recently in some ways. Um, and I'll, I'll say this much. As the leader of the team, and I'm going to try to, you know, be an alien from outer space looking down without, like, my heart involved. Because, obviously, Rizzo will forever be the guy that caught the last out of the World Series, just like Baker just said at the beginning of the show. But if you're zooming out from out, uh, zooming from outer space and you're looking down and you say, oh, what should I do? Where are these guys moving around to? you got to know you're looking at a guy on the – he could still hit dongs, no doubt about it. He was doing it this week. His back's been out. His back's been out. He he still picks him at first base. He's a gold glover first baseman. But he's on the wrong side of his productive years. The other thing that happened uh, recently is it came out 
that he w- won't get vaccinated. Now, I think a lot of athletes are the, that way. They have their own personal reasons for it, uh, probably because they're athletes. They care a lot, of, and they think about their body all the time. But to me, in Chicago, all right, what are you going to be? Look at the Nationals. Who are we going to face next? They just got 12 cases, 11, 12 cases, including Trey Turner, who managed to get traded with COVID to the Dodgers. I mean, so apparently that doesn't matter. Like, I would never trade for a guy with COVID. Just saying. That's that, that's just me as a GM. But you're looking at in, in the face of some of this stuff, and you're like, is this guy who, after 2016, for the next five years with a great core, a $200 million payroll, Still could not lead the team to another World Series, not even another chance. So now that I mean, I, I mean, you know, I don't want to speak ill of the dead because he's not dead. He's going to be hitting it in, on the short porch in, in uh, Yankee Stadium. But what I'm saying is, they could not get it done. The offense breaking—that's not the offense. That's Anthony fucking Rizzo breaking. He broke. Chris, I Bryant know, I broke. know. Yes, there's not an offense. It's There's five dudes that break together, and one of them is Anthony Rizzo. That's what I'm saying. I'm just playing devil's advocate and trying to make people – And I disagree. Where are we, anger? And, I'm in anger. <laughs> I, would, I would argue that they didn't break. They were exactly who they were supposed to be. They didn't put anybody around them in that lineup to be the other guys, to be the guys – if you got five who's – you know, their sole purpose is to hit homers, then you need the other four to get on base, take walks, hit singles, move things around, do other things, you know. And so I I think the guys you're talking about, I don't think that they necessarily broke. I think that they just kept sticking guys in there who were all trying to be those guys rather than just hit the ball. Molly right? says in- he's, he's been the most consistent. And here's not only has he's and I agree with that, not only, only has he been the most consistent, he's the only one that has any kind of variety to his offense. He can and, and win then, once and he and can go the got, other way. You got Jason Hayward in there who can't hit well. But he doesn't, never, no, he, he's not he's, an offensive player. The one thing right, he but he's about- never so so that's one more of your offense that's gone. So now you're down to three. One of them's a pitcher. Now you're down to two, and those two guys are Kyle Schwarber and Ian Happ, and they hit the ball the exact same fucking way as everybody else. If they hit it, you know, what I mean? it's all strikeouts and homers. Josh says, really, this is all Ben Zobrist ex-wife fault. <laughs> Agreed. But we, Agreed. We, we take a look at here what Rizzo did and what we always appreciated as Cub fans is the fact that he may swing out of his shoes, pitch one and two, but with two strikes, he would always choke up and try to make contact. And that just, was one of the things make contact. that was one of the things that frustrated the hell out of Cup fans is it, it, whether you're talking about Baez or Schwarber or whoever, they all had the same swing and the same <laughs> not, approach. Not whoever, every single one of them, everybody except for Rizzo. Right, and so Rizzo would that, make the so. adjustment based on on the count. And so, yeah, if you're at 0-1 or 1-1 or whatever, and you see a pitch that you want, swing the shit out of it, you know. But now that you're one and two, zero and two. All right, choke up a little bit, lessen the swing a little bit, just put the bat on the ball and see what happens. 
And that's what everybody just kind of wanted to see from the entire team, not just Rizzo, just make it a competitive at bat. That's honestly what baseball fans want to see everywhere. Unfortunately, uh, you know, we've been sold a bill of goods that the only good hit is a home run and that there's no point in ever, ever trying to just get on base. Like that's, that's the, the era that we live in, you know, and so. So yeah. I, I would say. Rizzo was a throwback in that way. There's always been that. I've always discussed that there's two types of fans, kind of like, you know, the Ernie Banks, everybody's happy, everything's great, blah, blah, blah. And the Ron Santo fan who lives and dies with everything that happens. That's and what this show is made up of. <laughs> right. But yeah. when you talked about Rizzo, a lot of us could relate to him. He was an emotional guy that played with his heart on his sleeve. And nobody will ever forget that game seven. And he leans up to Ross and he says, I'm in a glass case of emotions, which made us both a laugh, but B, we totally understood where he was coming from. Like, and so, and then all of a sudden they walked, they walked him to get to Zobris, correct? In game seven, they walked Rizzo to get to Zobris and Zobris hits the double and Zobris jumps in the air and Rizzo's on third and he's doing this. Like, he can't like believe whole, it. Yeah. Yeah. Whole, like, he couldn't it. believe it. And, and so you take a look at that. A lot of us could relate to that. Like, there's certain players that are just like, I'm just, but like, we all kind of felt like there's like a little bit of Rizzo in all of us. And that's where I sit there and I say to myself, you know, I just kind of laughed. I remember before Game 7, Rizzo and Dexter Fowler playing Super Mario Kart. And that would be like something, like, it's just like, what is this guy doing? It's like the biggest game in the world, and he's playing Mario Kart like like we are, like on a Friday night, like going to going to town and country, Danny. And so uh, <laughs> I was just laughing. And just, just for being fun. Like, let's, just let's for fun. Spend my $3 allowance. But, but, but that guy... Whether he was fighting the fighting the Reds dugout, whether he was playing Mario Kart, and whether he was having some of the biggest plays in Cubs history, just this week he passed Aramis Ramirez. And be, he he also moved John Baker from second to third by dumping a single to the opposite field on John Baker Day, two thousand fourteen. That is how I know in the song I say, and then he got to third base somehow. But I'll tell you how he got to. <laughs> yeah, I, I we, you, we've we've been able to go back and look at the tape. <laughs> yeah, I've I've looked at the tape. See, I was drugged the next morning, so I didn't really like. I didn't have. Uh, you know, all my ducks in a row on it. I just said somehow, and it's that it was a filler lyric that stuck. But I, he dumped a, a little a little blooper in front of the outfield, and that's what the Cubs needed then. So that's the kind of hitter that Rizzo is, and he could also go to one knee and smack it over to the scoreboard. You know, like he can do both things. And um, now here's a question, though, because what if – now, I'm just going to, like, inject positivity into this situation. Dominic Galoro says, does he come back or does he sign an extension with the Yankees? What's your feeling? I don't think either one of those things happen. I agree with Michael. Yeah, Neither one? I, nope. What team is he on? Marlins. Yeah. His family's from New York. I think the, the New York thing's going to go great. I really do. It, I mean – 
He's a displaced New Yorker. Listen to his dad. Talk to his dad. He's like, hey, oh, hey, oh, I, I love the pizza down at uh, Dan. He, like, he sounds like, you know, he, he sounds like Danny Bega Donuts. It, right. I mean, but- if he goes out there and he has a great end of the season, right, and, you know, maybe maybe that is what he does. Uh, but I, I don't know. It, it's not going to be uh, – I don't know so much an extension is it just – Free well, agency. Here, here's, and- here's an extension for you. Nathan Sneed asks, how fat will Rizzo get as an American leaguer? <laughs> Not having to play first every day, little DH action, hitting hitting the Yankee buffet, you know? That's what I said. Uh, you know, at least he gets to stay in pinstripes because pinstripes are slimming, <laughs> as we all know. So it's great for Rizzo that, you know, they, they didn't send him to, like, the Rockies, where he'd have to wear purple and look like Grimace. <laughs> Grimace. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's he's on a different team now, so we can make fun of him all we want. I mean, I'm 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 serious. Like, but should we talk a little bit about who we got for him? I mean, Michael, you you wrote some stuff down about who we got. We got the Chafin trade, which Chafin instant Cub. He'll be at Cubs convention someday again, and we're all going to cheer him, even though he was here for three months. Some guys are like that. The Cubs are a weird team that Chafin's way. Chafin's actually a guy I could see coming back. I could see them picking him back up in free agency. You might take less. Right. I think he had a, he loved his time, you know, with the Cubs. And if they offer him whatever, as long as it's, you know, generally competitive – I could totally see him coming back to Chicago. Nick G says he'd look like Dan Vogel back. <laughs> I, I think we might see this. I mean, listen, New York's a food town, but he's gonna he's got enough money to eat there too. Like R- Rizzo, R- but. Rizzo's uh, you know, thighs and ass already way too big to ever be Dan Vogelbach. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by the Spotify Green Room app. Did you know that every Tuesday, uh, the members of the Sunranto Show, myself, Crawley, and Michael, get together for a conversation with you on the Spotify Green Room app every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Uh, won't you join us there? Uh, you can download it for either Android or the iPhone app store and uh you know we kind of get together we have a conversation about something cubs related or baseball related or sometimes we just have a conversation with artist matt camera you never know what's going to happen over there on tuesdays at 6 p.m at the spotify green room app here's what you do uh you download it and uh, then you follow sunranto show s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o-s-h-o-w and you link your twitter in there and uh you know pretty soon you're having conversations with people like me um it's totally participatory Oh, that was hard to say. And it's a lot of fun. So check us out Tuesdays, 6 p.m. on the Spotify Green Room app and check out everything it's got to offer. See you at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays. Spotify Green Room app. Free. When, when you talk <laughs> about Chafin coming back, again, when you're trying to make that run, that's when you get those relievers. So it's like, let's say we'll throw the CBA out. Let's just say there's baseball next year. I don't see the Cubs being competitive next year. I see them about a year away. So getting Chafin next year or Rizzo or anyone you want to put in there just doesn't make a lot of sense If looking at what they need to do. I don't know. Baker just said he sees it more as, and you said it too, a retool versus a rebuild. I don't know if you used, used those words. You did earlier at the game. Uh, Baker said, I think, something different. But, uh, but it was the same uh, thought process is that, 
the Cubs and but Baker did say this: the Cubs can spend money anytime they want. Anytime they want to spend a ton of money, they can do it because they have the income. Whereas the Pirates, they're set up to not. I mean, that small market, big market thing, which, by the way, I don't buy. But that's what the way they put it. Uh, but the, obviously, we have the population. We're drawing 30000 a game. Um, you know, why not? Why not us? Why not just buy yourself a team? In a year, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to see. But yeah, we I just talk about these trades, though. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to be Rizzo. I I'm just saying with who Chafin is and you know what a reliever goes for, all that stuff. I can see him coming back, and if he comes back, it's probably not going to be a one year deal. It'd be like a two year or three year deal, and then it'll be terrible when they need him to be good. Yeah, Molly <laughs> says Red Sox traded Mookie last year. Now contenders, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I have no idea what was going on in the Red Sox system before this all happened. I think it, the coup is that the rumor was Rizzo to the Red Sox. Yeah. And then he went to the Yankees, which their main rivals. I Last I looked, Yankees we got a note. It. We got a note from Lyle. And uh, he absolutely automatically fucking hates Anthony Rizzo now. Yeah, it is, it is in the books here. But if you look at the standings here, like the Yankees aren't really in it. They're as in it as the Cubs are. They're nine games back. Yeah, I don't know what they're thinking. All like, right. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they're they they making doing? moves all over the fucking place. Yeah, they're making well, moves. They got uh, the uh, Joey Gallo, too. They, they know something. Right, they know something. They're just like we could fucking do this somehow. They're still thinking that. I mean, they're in the wild card race, but do you really just go for it from that? I I would never go for it from a wild card perspective. Well, if um, you're the Yankees, though, they're just like <laughs> fuck it, let's do it. Um. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, Jurgo stuff. Uh, writes in. Anyone notice that Justin Wilson left the Yankees in a trade yesterday? I did notice that he actually went to the Reds. I want to say, yeah, I have no idea. I think so. Justin Wilson went to the Reds. We didn't see him today. So no reunion with Rizzo to tell him to shut up again. <laughs> so <laughs> just, yeah. Okay. Um, well, um, but fuck the Yankees. Like, honestly, yeah. like fuck the Yankees through and through. But now I'm going to watch some Yankee games to see what Rizzo does. Uh, but we should talk about yeah. what we got for these guys. Uh, should we yeah. let's start with the Rizzo? Because uh, you want to start with the Rizzo trade? Yeah, okay. let's start with the Rizzo trade because that this just happened. This is what everybody's mad about. So let's make people madder by telling them what bullshit we got for Anthony Rizzo. And I'm going to go get a drink while you're doing it. But I'm going to okay. turn on my speaker. Sounds good. So I can still hear what you're saying. All right. So. Uh, in the Rizzo trade, they got two prospects, uh, two fairly good prospects in the Yankees system. The first one is Kevin Alcantara, 19-year-old center fielder, born on Crawley's birthday and my wedding anniversary, Ooh. July 12th. Yeah, 2002, though. <laughs> That's barely before I got married. Uh, you know, he's from the Dominican Republic. Uh, he's playing rookie ball in the Florida Complex League, which I assume is just the Florida League, whatever that is, just all the teams that play in Florida. So it's rookie ball. There's not much to see there. He's 19, you know, but he was a highly regarded uh, prospect. So hopefully he comes around quickly. Uh, the other guy was Alexander Viscaino. He's a right-hander. 
He's been in Illinois all season on a sore arm, but he's pitched in five rehab starts in the rookie league just in the last couple weeks. So apparently the arm is getting better. He's 24 years old. He's a starting pitcher, and he figures to be in high A or double A by the end of the season. Well, here here are his numbers. Uh, if you want to take a look, uh, it's not impressive, and that's kind of sad. Like you, you wish it was. I mean, you you kind of hope that they're seeing something that there there's something there, and maybe the numbers don't matter. But I don't know. Call me crazy, but numbers kind of matter. I mean. He's got a 4.95 ERA overall in five seasons in the minors. That does not really translate into major league success in my brain. It just doesn't. No, especially as a starter. Well, as a starter, you can get away with a 4.95 as your fifth starter, right? If they can develop him that far. Not but in the if, minors, but like he's doing. But if you're already minor- right, if you're already at a 4.95 in the minors. I'm saying if you're a 495 as a major leaguer, you could be a fifth starter. But if you're a 495 in the minors, you're probably going to get up as a reliever at some point. I mean, a strikeout, a strikeout an inning, strikeout an inning, basically um, five seasons, uh, 1.477 whip. Um, a lot of base hits. You know, it's like, I don't know. He gives up hits. Um, yeah. He'll he'll fit right in in Chicago, I guess, if he ever makes it. <laughs> but that's the question: is like this guy? He's twenty four years old. Did it I say mean, how fast he threw? I think it's low nineties, right? That seems to be the the right in the range of everybody the Cubs are going for right now. Is that low nineties fastball? Uh, yeah, it's the it's the new it's the new inefficiency. Throwing yeah. slower than, than the really great guy. Throwing slower and not being as good. That's the new inefficiency. So, and- just an FYI, uh, Grandpa Rossi on Instagram just right now with some uh, nice words for Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Anthony's. Well, like, these are going to uh, keep coming out. What it would have been nicer if the words would have been, "Why don't you taking a bat?" Yeah. Um, from the first day we met till today, from the first day we met till today, I consider myself lucky and privileged to met this man. It was honored to be his manager, teammate, and friend. The Yankees are getting the good one. Well, uh, the Yankees are getting a good one, but Phoenix Night Flame says upper nineties for our. Oh, okay. Upper nineties is good. Yeah, you know. that's that's kind of what I mean. I, that's what I heard about the other guy that we got for uh, Chafin. Daniel Palencia, yeah. that he was more of an upper 90s guy. But let's get into the other guy that we got for Rizzo, Alexander Biscaino. No, that's um, who we were just talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, sorry. Kevin Alcantara. You already talked about him, but yeah, I want to put when I want to put his stats up. Now, 19-year-old rookie league guy. Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know. It, do either of these guys excite you at all? Danny, I mean, here's the thing. When, when you say do either of these guys excite you at all, uh, here, here's the thing that we have to take a look at. Okay, that is what I just said. Yes, right now we are. We, <laughs> we are. Is, this is now are, repeat what Danny says. Podcast. We are. We're, we're we're upset about this. Okay, we're clearly upset about it. Just like we were upset when you Darvish got traded. Now that doesn't mean that any of these like we are so close to this situation. It's hard. We talk about it. We love these guys. We loved you. We loved Rizzo. 
These are guys that just meant the world to us. And right now, these are kids. These are kids that aren't going to contribute any time, like, I don't want to say any time in the near future, but it's going to take a little while. And it, and what I've been doing is I've been spending more time paying attention to the minor leagues than I have with the current team. That's the first time I've done that since probably about 2014. Okay. Right. So in the last six, seven years, like I haven't paid attention to the minors in like six, seven years. Now I'm starting to be like, okay, well, what's going on in there? And I'm looking at some of those guys in that Darvish trade that are starting to look pretty damn good when I was pissed off about the Darvish trade for a while. And I'm pissed off about the, the Rizzo trade right now. These guys could very much potentially be part of the next great Cubs team. I, I don't know. And that's what you hope. You hope that they're, that they're, they've scouted these guys well. We've talked about Dan Kantrovitz, uh, you know, with the Oakland A's and, um, you know, knowing that system very well and, and some of these things. So hopefully, hopefully that they're making the right, the right guys are making the right decisions. Yeah. It's all we can hopefully, hope for. Hopefully it's all going to work out. I mean, that's well, all you can ever hope for. It's still the Darvish trade was bullshit, but the Rizzo trade, I'm going to put this out there. It's actually the best maybe not the best trade they could have gotten, but it's better than what they would have gotten. If they hang on to Rizzo for the rest of the year, they give him a qualifying offer. He turns it down and then they get the uh, supplemental draft pick, right? You get one supplemental draft pick. Whereas in this, you have two guys who are both already in, you know, the higher levels of the ratings. So, you know, in order it's a better, to get through it's the, a better lottery ticket, yeah. Yes, in order to get through this day, if you're trying to do that, if you're struggling with the Rizzo thing, just remember if he sticks around for the next two months, you get one guy who knows. Now we're getting two guys who have actually been around for a, a, a short minute, but a minute, and people are rating them very highly. They're yeah. also, again, they're also rating very highly Owen Cassie and uh, Reginald Perciado. Uh, both of those guys have been really turning heads. And those are two guys from the Darvish trade. Yeah. So, I, like, like I said, I don't know how this is all going to play out. And, and all we can do, there's another trade. As we were at the game, probably about the second, third inning, that's when the Ryan Tapera to the White Sox trade happens. Yeah, and I got yep. horny. Here's- we got uh, Bailey Horn. Oh, 23-year-old from oh. the White Sox. The first trade, I loved when they said it was the first trade. I, I was looking at the site, the first trade since uh, 2006, and I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, really? You didn't remember the Quintana trade just like a couple years ago? I don't know. It was the ridiculous. one that we all talk about all the time. All the time, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Bailey Horn, 23-year-old, uh, he starter. Nasty. Yep. Uh, he's got a 5.63 ERA in a ball, so that's not great. But he's had 38 and third innings pitched, struck out 45, and only walked 18 in those 38 and third. So, uh, you know, it's 10 starts and it's less than four innings a start. But I don't think that's actually really weird in a ball. I don't think they let him go very long. I think they're still building them. So if he's yeah. getting, but he's getting more than a strikeout per inning, and he's only walked, uh, you know, a, a forty-five to eighteen strikeout to walk ratio is pretty good. Pitch so, lab special, right? I guess. You know, I mean, they think they can get something out of this guy. 
and I mean, he's a starter right now, but that doesn't mean he's a starter when he, you know, if they ever bring him up. Yeah. Um, right now he's playing at Canapolis, which I've never heard of. I, I have never heard of it either. Yeah. Canapolis. That, I didn't know. I've been a lot of places, fellas, but I've never been to Canapolis. <laughs> I've been to the, I've been to Annapolis, never Canapolis. Never um, Canapolis. It might be in <laughs> Kansas. Yeah, it's they were there just copying Annapolis. You know, guys, oh. we're we're talking about these <laughs> trades, and we were talking earlier about the Dodgers getting uh, Trey Turner and getting Max Scherzer, the best players in the majors. You got to wonder if the Padres are pissed off and may overbid for a guy like uh, Craig Kimbrell. Well, let's hope. I mean, we're going to need something like that. Or, or I mean, Bryant to the Giants, too. Like, Giants are the ones that are in first place. And Bryant to the Giants, I like it because it rhymes. It Giant Bryant. Bryant. There Giant you go. Bryant, Bryant the Giant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But like Dykeman the Cub doesn't really come uh, off so good, or Deekman, or however you say the guy we just got for. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure how to say his name, but yeah, that's the Chafin trade. He's a he can play first base, third base, or right field. Greg Dykeman, Deekman, Dykeman, Dich Dych Dichman Dichman Dickman. We're gonna go there. Dick, Dickman. This is what they just called <laughs> Greg Dickman. All right. Yeah, let's, he's a twenty-six-year-old. Let's anglicize it. Let's triple, douchify it. Yeah, he's, a, he, Greg he's been at, he's been at Triple A Las Vegas, and uh, he's hitting three hundred four thirty-three four fifty-two for an eight eighty-five OPS. Pretty good. That uh, that four thirty-three OBP. That's really good. I like that uh, 300 batting average, you know, just not may, maybe uh, the 452 is not a ton of power, but uh, he's, you know, here's here's the thing that I hate about this. The dude is 26. He's a you little bit mean? older, a little bit, uh, dude. The the guy could collect social security and baseball right now, but like, he's he, so old. He, he he's working his way through. He had three years in college, and now he's had three years in the minors. He's at Triple A. Uh, he played first base tonight. Uh, Alex, uh, one of the ranchers that lives here in Iowa City, uh, is at the game tonight. Uh, texted me. He had an eleven pitch strikeout against a guy throwing one hundred two, and then he had a single later. So he's at he's he's playing first. Uh, the Cubs happen to need a first baseman. I told Alex to yell at him if he was going to DC tonight, but uh, Alex said he was not uh, up for that. And then and we rem- got- remember that the Cubs also got a first baseman for Jock Peterson. So- yeah, right. Bryce Lynn. Bryce Lynn. Uh, who is Bryce the guy? Lynn. Ch- Ch- I want to say Chambers, but I don't think that's right. But the one thing that you're seeing with a lot of these guys are guys that are the opposite of the problem that the Cubs had. Guys that don't have holes in their swing. These are high on pay, on base percentage guys, high guys with high contact rates in the zone. Bryce Ball. Remember? Bryce, Bryce Ball. Ball. Bryce yeah. Ball. Bryce Ball. Yeah. Um, the other guy they got there in the Chafin trade was Daniel Palencia, 21-year-old starting pitcher from Venezuela. Look he's at a, Crawley. He can't even sit up straight anymore. Yeah, he's he's a, like... He, uh, 
<laughs> he's a right-hander. Uh, he's a right-hander, and he's been pitching in low A Stockton, California. Oof. This Stockton ports. So uh, he's a, he's another low A guy, but uh, starter. You know, he's the ERA is not great, six ninety one. <laughs> it's only fourteen innings, right? And yeah, yeah so he could have had easily just one really bad outing and it's not going to come down very quickly. Um, but as we've seen, Cubs just seem to continue to stockpile a lot of pitchers. Their, their draft was uh, pretty pitcher heavy, at least higher in the draft. Um, you know, and you hope that someday they, they land on one of these guys um, uh, because some of the guys that we saw this week in these games, um, we're not landing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'll say this much. Uh, I went to the game. Uh, I got to say, first of all, thank you, Corey Furlong, for the tickets today. It's the reason that we sat so close and Crawley got so hammered at the game and was able to even be in a situation where he could beg beers and uh, seltzers off of uh, the all-inclusive people was because of our friend Corey Furlong, Patreon supporter, and all around great guy. We had we were there with uh, Joe Kilgallen, another guy who I didn't really get to meet, which I felt bad about. Uh, Joe Sugis was there. Uh, sorry, Bill Sugis was there. Joe <laughs> Kilgallen. I miss I mix you up. You're you're now one person. You're now Joe Sugis and Bill Kilgallen. Um, uh, my, but I was there with my mom and Nicole. And my point being of this whole thing is they they told me they're like this was the first game I've been at in a while where I didn't recognize any of the players' names except for, like, Ian Happ. Like, they didn't know who Ortega was. They didn't know who Patrick Wisdom was. And my mom kind of listened on the radio, but, she, you know, these guys aren't the guys you think of, you know. And so we're back into, like, the Sheerholtz era yeah. of Cubs baseball. And I, I think it's, it's you know, we, we're back we're into high, high jersey numbers. We're going to see a lot of 50s and 60s. <laughs> yeah. Guys so, that haven't earned a low number yet. Hey, everybody, a quick message. Uh, last interruption of the show. I, I want you all to join our Patreon campaign. Why? Well, you get the show early, ad-free, and you help the Sunranto show stay on the air. You know, we got bills to pay. We got a website hosting uh, due real quick. Uh, we've got uh, our uh, stream yard that we've got to pay for. We got tickets and beer. We got There's expenses, people. There's expenses with keeping the show on the air, and you should help us pay for it. Um, go to patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, patreon.com slash sunranto, p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash s-o-n-r-a-n-t-o, and become a patron today. Uh, we'd really appreciate it. There are 105 other Cubs fans that have done exactly that, and you should join them because it really helps us keep the lights on. Please help the Sunranto Show, stay in the air, patreon.com slash Sunranto. You can pay all at once. It's like $10. If you buy each one of us a beer at the ballpark for doing the show, that's like $3 level. If you want the photographs and you want the uh, music, it's $5 level. If you want to get your name on the end of our live recording as a, as a special supporter of the Sunranto Show, that's a $10 level. I know some of you guys can afford it. Um, if, you're, if you love... Cubs baseball and Cubs talk and you want to help us out then please become a patron patreon.com slash and I won't bother you again about this 
because you'll be getting the free ad-free feed straight to your Patreon account. But you don't you gotta listen to ads like this one. You could you don't need to. You don't need to. One dollar will change all that. Patreon.com slash Back to the show. I mean worst job baker day ever, for sure. But it's I find it interesting that weird shit happens on this date. Now, I am not any kind of a religious person at all. But I, you know, I do find it strange when you can line up kind of weird happenstances um, on dates. And so it's interesting that... The the difference is that that night in 2014, in a dead season, something happened to make us happy. Uh, well, you this, know they this say, night in a dead season, something happened to make us very, very, very the, sad. The, the Bible <laughs> says the Bible runs in seven year cycles, and I find that interesting. Uh, you know, so what you're saying is we got seven. So we had seven good years, we, seven bad years, seven, seven yeah, good yeah. years, seven bad years. We got seven years of bad if, luck. If you've seen Joseph and the Amazing Technical or Dreamcoat, you don't even have to have read the Bible or gone to church. You just have to know that Joseph predicts. If you're really seven, in a Broadway, you're, yeah, if, you're, if you're a Broadway, like I'm, I'm hitting everybody here: the Bible people, the Broadway people. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm just saying. Um, seven, seven years of bad luck in a mirror breaking, uh, you know, seven is a thing. Seven is a, a, a magic number. Seven lucky seven, uh, with rolling dice. Um, anyway, seven, uh, we're at seven years and it's just weird that we bookend it because Anthony Rizzo is the guy that hit John Baker to third and Anthony Rizzo is the guy that is now not a cup, you know? So it's just, it's weird that that book ended that way. That's just human brains putting order to things that don't have order. Right. Yeah. I I understand that, but I I think people will enjoy that <laughs> that little bit of stupid knowledge. Um we don't have to get into these games too much, but I do think we should give get the poems. Because I okay, think we well, get we, the recap all we really need is the, your poetry, Michael. I've got poems for the first three games because I didn't write one for today. All I remember about the entire series was Joey Votto hitting home runs. Like, that's really pretty much all that happened as far as Oh, my God. Well, actually, him and Rizzo. Rizzo hit uh, three games straight, didn't he? Three or maybe four games straight. I can just tell you, Corey Furlong got us amazing seats. And (laughs) the beginning of the game, I started talking trash to – uh, Joey Votto. I, I went up to Votto. I'm like, you know what, man? I'm tired of your shit. Stop hitting home runs. And in the first, <laughs> and I'm yelling at him, and, and me and him are clearly we're jawing. we're jawing at each other. Shit. First at bat, he hits a home run, and somebody said he shushed me somehow in my direction. I got to see if I can find that tape. Yeah, he, he shushed you. So did Amir Garrett, by the way. Uh, Amir Garrett was running, was, was running at, he was walking out to the outfield. When, and here's the fun thing about like guys like me and Crawley sitting in box seats is these, the box seat crowd doesn't really know what hit them. And they're so quiet. <laughs> yeah. So they can hear your asses yelling. Like, like, do you remember, like, it's the old Beatles joke, you know, uh, John Lennon said it when he played for the queen. He, he said, Hey, those in your in the cheap sheets seats, clap your hands. Everybody else, just rattle your jewelry. Is what <laughs> Great joke. 
freaking and that is pretty much what Wrigley Field is like. And and so every time I've been down to down to the box seats, and I'm you know I'm o- usually only down there because I'm hammered, and I'm like, let's stay down to box seats. Ah. So we go down there, and then. Uh, yeah, but th- today we start, sometimes you start there like today we did and Crawley was already, uh, called, like my, my mother talking about, about <laughs> she's like, is he going to be okay for the show? I'm like, probably not, but here you are. <laughs> but I, I'll say this much. Nicole, my girlfriend stood up for you. It's like, Oh, he'll be there. And sometime somehow he'll be okay. <laughs> like, nobody understands it like it really is a secret of the of the universe like it like the meteor killing the dinosaurs but um yeah anyway uh my point being the the box seat people they love guys like us when we're down there at least some of them do we we pay more attention to them because they don't do that they don't cheer they don't uh chant they don't heckle. change people's names. They don't heckle. They don't do any of that stuff. You heckled Amir Garrett on his way out to the bullpen. I forget what you said. Uh, I, w- I was blown. He turned around, though, and he was like, blah, blah, blah. And I started blowing him kisses for fun. I was, I was calling I was him like, trash. I was calling him trash. I said, you don't want no part of Javi, dude. You're, you're trash. Yeah, you were saying trash, and I was blowing him kisses when he turned around. So we had the one-two punch there. Like, we good cut back. We confused him. You're trash and I'm blown kisses. Like, I just want to confuse him. Too bad we didn't see him in the game because we lost the game. Um, so, all right, Michael, poems. Are we, are we right. there? Can we get Try, some yeah. poems? Cubs poem 101. Uh, Chicago 6, Cincinnati 5. Row, row, row your boat savagely down the line. Javi walks it off. And Garrett gets the loss. Thank you, David Bell. You definitely have to thank David Bell for doing that. That was some fucking... I mean, Javi's the next guy up. He pulls his pitcher and puts Amir Garrett out there. That is a man that understands that baseball is entertainment. This is what we're going for. And we're so excited. to. This is what we've waited for. Forever. We just want to see Garrett versus Javi, and they did it with the with the game on the line for all the marbles for this game. Like, everything's there, and David Bell gave it to us. Mm-hmm. Like, he could have totally done anything else. He could have fucking done something, you know. But, yeah, so thank you, David Bell, for giving us that moment one pitch. And Wilson, too. Wilson's on fire. Like, lost in this whole thing because uh, Wilson hit that dong to tie it up in that game, too. As well, and you, and he hit that the longest home run I believe of his career today. I read somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm looking at this, and now everybody's like, okay, now the the extend Rizzo thing is off. So now you got to do something. You got to give us Wilson at this point. You got to give us Javi. You got to give us somebody. But um, to me, it's like. That that first game, you can you barely win it. You barely win that game. Right. The Reds. Now let me let me ask you about the Reds. I know that you don't. We all don't want the Cardinals to win. I know the Brewers are annoying because because uh, they're like our you know dumb little brother. But like, what do you mind a resurgent Reds? They added Justin Wilson to the bullpen. They're adding some pieces. Maybe they didn't do enough. I think a lot of people say that. 
I don't think I, like I said, Cardinals fans are just so self-righteous. They're either A, racist pieces of shit, and you can go all over best fans in baseball on Twitter and you can find their crap there, or they're, they're, they're so self-righteous that it's obnoxious. So I cannot stand Cardinals and Cardinals fans. So let's put that in one category. Brewers, like you said, they're like they got the Marsha Brady syndrome, where Marsha, Marsha, Dan Brady, Dan Brady, Dan Brady syndrome. Yeah. You know, it's just like you know, we're Marsha, we're, we're, we're Marsha. I'm Marsha, right? And it's just like <laughs> it's just like all right, you guys got to settle down, relax, stop, stop with this complex. It's a little bit annoying. The Reds fans, I don't know, they don't bother me that much. I guess I don't really have any big problem with them. I I, I have a problem with the players. Uh, Amir Garrett. Did the Reds fans show up in Chicago much? There were some, Red there were some Reds fans right next to us. There were Reds yeah. fans. They were really nice. Um, Matt Kammer, who I had a wonderful day with the other day with his family going to, well, we met after the game, but we also went on the Chicago architecture tour. Highly recommended. Had a great time. Um, uh, our, our friend, all his art sits behind me on this show. He says the Ricketts are going to bring back Soriano to give us one person to cheer. And we'll be like, why not Sosa? If you're going to give that guy, but weren't we booing Soriano at the end? I felt like people were like, Oh, you they were booing it them in. from the beginning to the end, dude. Yeah. yeah. So Ever- how about po- poem two? We got three, po- three more poems to get through. All Game right. two. So Votto hit more homers. I guarantee yeah. that. Well, uh, Cubs poem 102, Cincinnati 7, Chicago 4. Rizzo on a tear, third straight. Alzali loses, KB and Wiz late. But nothing matters anymore. Exits expected for the core. Writing final farewell notes for the team that killed the GOAT. Mm. Save that one. That might be. <laughs> I, I might want to illustrate that with the stick figures. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll make a book to sell at Christmas. Yeah, How but about- that was uh, yeah that that one. There wasn't much to talk about other than you know that was a fake rally at the end. They didn't do shit after. I mean, Rizzo hit the bomb early, and then they didn't do shit the rest of the game. And then fucking KB and Hap went back to back, or KB and Wisdom went back to back in the ninth. Yeah, like, yeah, they went at the end. That was it. And, and by the way, if they wouldn't have given up those two, it would have been five to four. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to get it. Who cares? Who cares? We're, 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 lose by one, lose by fucking 73. Whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Um, all right, cool. Game three poem. Okay, so this one, uh, for the first time in 103 poems, I decided to do uh, haikus. Ah. So uh, I got three haikus here. Cubs poem 103, Cincinnati 8, Chicago 2. Pitching was a joke. Offense was non-existent. Fake rally, of course. Then Maples needs syrup because he has no handle. It's Aunt Jemima. (laughs) No, nobody, nobody likes the fact that Aunt Jemima has no arms, no handles. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Mrs. Butterworth that has the arm. Yeah. Aunt Jemima has no handles. Um, and uh, trades are imminent. Cubs core playing out the string. What is the future? 
Yeah, that was rough. I, 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 I mean, granted, everybody's ex- experience will be different with the game. I was tired anyway from being on the Kansas City trip and stuff. And uh, then the next day, it always hits you the next day. You know how when you're traveling, you'd be wired that night, and then you come home, and then the next day you're tired. Um, I fell asleep about 9.30 before that game was over last yeah. <laughs> night. Dude, yeah, I, I'm telling you, like the – I had about as much life in me as the Cubs did last night. It was just a lifeless. And you know that this trade thing's hanging over their head big time. Yeah. And, you know, John said it tonight. It's like, it's miserable. Like when they traded uh, Hamill and Samarja. But I wanted to point out, and I didn't in the moment, how much better the Cubs did after it was all over. Right. If you remember that right. correctly, uh, Scott Feldman, it was, we talked about this in the green room the other day. One of the big trades was Scott Feldman and Steve Clevenger for Pedro Strope and Jake Arrieta. And if you remember at the time, it was uh, Samarja who was like, how does trading Scott Feldman make this a better team? Well, you got Jake Arrieta and Pedro Strope. It made it a way fucking better team. So, you know. You know, we, we, we come out here, and, and like I said, I don't know how these players are going to end up, and hopefully some of these guys might be the next Jake Arrieta or Pedro Stropes or Anthony Rizzo's. You take a look at those three names, none of them were really much of anything when they came. Rizzo was a bust in San Diego. Um, yep. Arietta was garbage in Baltimore. Strope was nothing. He was a throw-in. It was actually Jed Hoyer who fought to get him in, but he really wasn't anything that the like Cubs are like. Uh, we, why are we fighting to get Strope in? Like, let's just take the let's just take Arietta. So I look at these things as they are now, and I just hope for the best, and that's all I can do. Well, you look yeah. at this uh, Tuesday, July 29th. Uh, the Cubs win the game, the John Baker day game, four to three against Colorado. Baker sitting there as the winner. Um, at so the, at they're forty four and sixty one on that date, uh, and then they end the year seventy three and eighty nine. Does that make them better? Probably kind of about the same. About the same. About, about the, the same. same. And, and yeah. in September, I was seeing on your screen there, they had a nice long losing streak. Um, you know, yeah. but the, the but, thing but, about last night, you were saying that you kind of fell asleep. I forgot about today's game being a day game, right? I was just thinking Thursday night game and I was doing work around the house. Wasn't thinking about it. And then all of a sudden I realized, oh, no. I'm going to miss Brian Rizzo's last game. No, you, you Holy didn't, shit. Though. And then, and then I turned it on. I'm like, oh, I saw the last game. They, they, they played last night. I watched that game. Uh, I guess I just didn't realize it. Well, neither gentlemen, they. I got to tell you, I'm, 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 I got a dip. But before I leave here, I'm just looking at Twitter, and I'm looking at what's trending. And what's Brian? trending right now is Hayward. Because basically, if we were to see Anthony Rizzo or Chris Bryant have one final at bat, it was on Hayward's shoulders, and he struck out. Uh, the other thing trending, David I don't Ross. think we. I still don't think they David Ross would have let him go. go Probably out not. No, uh, people were saying that Bryant had a bat in his hand. Right. Yeah, but that you know. Yeah, lot, lot of, he, he of, was he was born that way. Like his dad, like he I used to, to sit in the dugout with the, 
I used to yeah. sit in the dugout with a bat in my hand, too. And they were like, you're not going in, kid. <laughs> Next up, trending, David Ross. Trending, Chicago in baseball. And then Chris Bryant. So Anthony Rizzo is not trending, but you could just see where the temperature is on this and how people are feeling. So, No, and people have a right to be upset. I'm just saying that time marches on. Now, every day you wake up, you make a new choice what you want to do. If, if it's the Cubs team without Anthony Rizzo is not worthwhile, well, then I guess you didn't really like the Cubs because someday Anthony Rizzo was going to be gone. Whether you like how it happened or not, you know, you know, I'm sure that, I mean, remember crazy hat lady, we all made fun of her. Why? Cause she got up there. It was like, I remember the days when we had Don Kessinger and Ernie Benson. <laughs> and you're like, lady, that's over. That part's over. This part's over. How fast you want to adjust to it is up to everybody. And Hey, it's painful. I yeah. get it. It's going to suck to watch Anthony Rizzo in another uniform, but he obviously hates the Cubs. Yeah, but <laughs> we cheer it. We cheer for the laundry around here, people. Yeah. doesn't matter who's in the fucking uniform. Yeah. Who do we got now? Alcantara? We got a new Alcantara, so that's easy. Yeah, we've got <laughs> uh, yet another Alcantara. Yeah. That's easy. We got another. Uh, uh, we got a horn. We can do horny stuff. Vizcaino. Uh, we've had Vizcainos before. Couple. Yeah, of I've them. had Vizcainos. Yeah. yeah. We've Never got had Dickman. I mean, we might see Dickman. Yeah, we might see Dickman this year. In fact, so uh, don't lose hope, everybody. Uh, actually, lose. Well, hope. I mean, lose hope. <laughs> We're lose not going to win. Just We're not just about saying. the Cubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lose hope in general. Don't, yeah. don't let it continue to ruin your day. Yeah. At a certain point, you like give yourself your moment to feel bad about the thing, and then uh, you know. Tell us about that, the Nationals. What's going on with the Nationals? Throw that, throw that uh, failed well, jersey well, on. And probably, I was going to give you the out here. Uh, I was going to give you the out. Do you want I'm, the out? Because I, I won't. I'll get into the Nationals all you want. He said what? he was going to dip, and I Are think he's actually chewing tobacco. <laughs> Tell us about the Nationals. All right. Well, um, I texted Johnny earlier. Uh, Johnny, our, our Nationals fan friend, who was supposed to be on the show, but like all things that have gone wrong today, his flight got delayed to Arkansas, a hot spot of COVID, and uh, which is quite fitting because our Nationals fan friend that comes on the show – is going to a, a COVID hotspot at the same time that 11 nationals have tested positive for COVID. The Why is he going to Arkansas? Uh, his girlfriend lives. Uh, his girlfriend is uh, from there originally, visiting family, all that stuff. Hmm. So I've been breaking news to Johnny, and I said, Max to L.A.? But that's wrong. He goes, already? Let me know. No, he wants West Coast, not Red Sox. Apparently. Max Scherzer said no to a Red Sox trade. And so Johnny looked into it more. And then he said, uh, and then I found out that Max is actually rumored to the Padres. So I texted him that. And it looks like Trey Turner is going along with it, with him, which is Johnny's favorite player on the Nationals. Trey Turner is. And he goes, no shit, my boy Trey. And I'm putting up into the camera. (laughs) 
Yep, your boy Trey is gone. So, um, yeah, the everybody's on the move. Nationals gave up. Dodgers going to be better. And basically, if you think back to 2017, when we faced the Nationals in the NLDS, um, we're in this very similar boat as them right now. They just lost an ace and kind of faced the franchise. What surprised me is the Trey Turner thing, because I think they had him for a while longer. Um, But the Nationals, unlike the Cubs, loaded up on prospects that people have actually heard of a little bit more. But they had to give up something to to give it. Right. You you, you are getting... You are getting Max Scherzer, who is one of has been one of the mo- consistently one of the best starters in baseball, and Trey Turner, who is just an absolute like throwback leadoff guy, can like Ricky Henderson can pop one, can steal bases. I mean, they had a lot; they gave up a lot to get a lot. Yeah, they did. And uh, you know, D- Dave Martinez came out the other day said twelve Nationals had positive cases. I think that's thirteen total. Then uh, I, I'm going to start with a, this flexing cube real early here. Jeff what, Passan. What, what, what the Jeff, fuck are they doing getting 12 cases? Good God. That's how COVID works. You know, you get one, you get 12. That's, I mean, literally, that's how. So apparently, apparently they're part of that group of teams that are just like the Cubs who won't get vaccinated. No, they are in the, they, they are one of the teams that hit the 85%. Yeah, but they, they are. And, which, and, and the Yankees. Had, or the Yankees had a similar problem. Here's the thing is that these guys are, a lot of them are getting the Johnson and Johnson um, vaccine, which is and like 65% effective as opposed and, and, to and, the Moderna or Pfizer, which is like 95%. And you, effective. and you set me up, you set me up perfect for this next TFC. Ryan, uh, a Milwaukee Brewers fan, Ryan King 702 said, Loki, Everyone knew J and J was ass. <laughs> yeah, sixty five percent. Like you know, like what's the point? Like you show no, up one more time, you get ninety. Like I'm doing that. No, you know that's I mean? actually like, that's actually how most vaccines do work. It, it, the Johnson Johnson is on level with all the vaccines you've ever gotten. The difference is that the the Pfizer Moderna was a different type of vaccine altogether, and it was so much better, but. People are fucking idiots, and they think that somehow it's changing their DNA, and we're going to have uh, a third arm growing out of our back next year. Oh, sweet. I can use a fucking back arm. Like, why is everybody mad about getting a back arm? That's what Who I'm saying. Who doesn't want an arm out their back? You're like, I didn't have to turn around and grab that fucking sandwich, and I ate it. Pull that, ar- that fucking back arm around. You're carrying shit into the house, and your back <laughs> arm comes around because you got your hands full, and your back arm opens the door. <laughs> Yeah, over the door, closes the trunk. Oh, it's fucking beautiful. I love my back arm. Give me. <laughs> That's why I'm going back tomorrow for another fucking Pfizer. Um, uh, all right, the Nationals. We're we're on the Nationals, not on the back arms. Um, so yeah, they they're having the same year as the Cubs. They're 46 and 54. Actually, they're kind of worse. Um, the Cubs did beat them at Wrigley Field. We outscored them 21 to 12. Uh, the Nats, however, are twenty-seven and twenty-five at home, but six and sixteen in July. That kind of sounds familiar too. Um, their offense is it's it's the same as the Cubs. Like their OPS is eleventh, Cubs is nineteenth. 
Cubs are ninth in homers. They're nineteenth in homers. Cubs are sixteenth in ball in in walks. Uh, Nats are twentieth. Cubs are have the fifth most strikeouts, and DC has the fifth fewest. So that's the only really like dichotomy of offenses that we strike out a lot, and they don't. Um, the uh, that's two more full games of strikeouts. Can you imagine that? Um, stolen bases are the same. Everybody's middling. The Nationals have actually scored five more runs. Um, it, Mariners are basically the comp. So that's pathetic. But the Mariners are even adding. Yeah. Well, yeah, they had nine out. You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm sorry, but Cubs could have added. They win three more games in that 11 game losing streak, and we're adding right now. Or we they, were, they, the were never, they were never adding. I let's agree. Just, I agree. I agree. So, right. so let's go into the pitching. All right. The pitch, you're like, move it along. I'm depressed. I'm good. He's like, you're, you're totally pro, prolonging my. I like how you told my Crowley, he, could, he could dip, but he's like, nah, I'm going to stick it out. Fuck that. Move let's move along, on. Move it along. <laughs> Here we go, baby. All right. Uh, both of our uh, pitching staffs are also middling. Uh, and the Cubs bullpen has dropped since the uh, the uh, sticky gate, three forty seven ERA now fifth in the majors to four fifty three for the Nats. Um, everybody's given up an average amount of homers. Cubs strike out a lot of guys. That's about to change. First in strikeouts right now. Nats are in the bottom third as far as their bullpen goes. They were never known for their bullpen. Uh, the Cubs have the second most walks, and the Nats are the eighth best. Um, defensively, everybody's in the middle. It's it's pathetically boring, this 2017 NLDS championship teams that have been uh, now spliced back together for some weekend series that doesn't matter. What about the defense? That's what I'm saying. Like everybody's boring. I mean, actually, I mean, you got a 706 dur. Dur. The dur. The dur is 706 to their 702, which everything last, above like 700, last, you're excited. The last you know? couple years, yeah, we've been trying to get to 700. Like we've, they've been under 700. Now we're at 700, and everybody's at 700. Everybody's at yeah. Dur's a new stat. I think. I think they're figuring it out. All right, but I do have a. <laughs> I, I have a scavenger hunt though. Because the Cubs are playing D.C., and in Washington, D.C., they have the president race, okay? And if it's like Teddy Roosevelt and, I don't know, Reagan. I don't know who fucking runs around. Like Lincoln, Washington, Roosevelt, and who's the fourth guy? Andrew Jackson? Milton no. Fillmore. It's fucking <laughs> not going to be – it's not going to be Andrew Jackson, that's for sure. No, he's like – Stops by, like wipes out a couple of Indian villages on the way. Keeps running like that. No, was is Andy it Jackson thing? Is it Lincoln? Passes out some twenties. Lincoln, Washington, Roosevelt, and the There's other one, one on more. The, yeah, the one on fucking Mount Rushmore. Jefferson. Jefferson. There you go. I don't think Jefferson's Blake. running. I don't know. Somebody, somebody, <laughs> sit in the chat. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is. It's Jefferson. It is, Everybody's it is, coming it is, in it Jefferson. Is, it is, it is, it is. It well, is. It's Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson, Roosevelt. Uh, well, here's what you got to do. Here's the scavenger hunt. What you got to do is you, you got to um, 
find a the finish line photo of the president's crossing the finish line in the president race, and you got to Photoshop Donald Trump's face on the losing president, one of the losing presidents, uh, and then you just tweet out something about Donald Trump even even loses this race, something like that. Tweet that out, Facebook it, tag us. And you're entered the win. We've got some contestants too. We got like five contestants so far. Just so. so you know, though, this is interesting. The four on Mount Rushmore: Washington, Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, and Roosevelt. How William Howard Taft was a runner from 2013, and he retired after the 2016 season. Cal- Calvin Coolidge raced during the 2015 season, and Herbert Hoover raced in the 2016. Wait, season. they had a Taft. Taft yes. was 350 pounds. They had a fucking Hoover? They had a Hoover. Yeah. He just rode around in a vacuum. Yeah, he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Double joke. Dad jokes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just, just fucking set him up and knock him down. Yeah. So, <laughs> so put Trump put Trump on a, on a president. Uh, it, easy, easy to do. Anybody... It, you know, of our generation or lower has these, these Photoshop skills. So get it done and you're entered to win. Um, I'll show it to you. It is the not traded yet. Craig Kimbrell, um, Chia beard. So, Oh, Chia beard. This is, this is a big deal because big time. It's going to be worth a lot of money now that he's not there. Yeah. Especially when he's, uh, wins the world series with the Dodgers. Um, so that's all you got to do. All right, game one, they're giving out a bobblehead, uh, Victor Robles bobblehead. So they were pretty confident he wasn't going to get traded. Um, but yeah, but he's, he's injured, right? He's injured, yeah. He's um, there. So it's Paolo Espino versus Trevor Williams. There you go. Now, no, the appendix list Trevor Williams, who uh, without that appendix was really wide open and just whipping the ball around last time. Yeah. Now, he did pitch against D.C. on May 20th, gave up two runs in 4.2, struck out five. Um, and then uh, here's what the Nats have done against Williams. Uh, Kyle Schwarber, who is injured as well, kicks the shit out of him, which we saw, which is why we never wanted uh, Trevor Williams in the first place. But not anybody else does really all that well off of him. Trey Turner's now gone. He's got two dongs, but he won't be there. Uh, Josh Bell's over there, and uh, he's a, sh- a shadow of his former self. And I don't know. Um, actually, actually, who cares about any of these games? It doesn't matter. None of this matters. We've given up. doesn't matter. Um, but Espino, he's going out there for uh, the Nationals, and we did see him uh, in relief. On May 17th, we got a run off of him, and he struck one out uh, in one inning of relief. And then, actually, he pitched in four, He pitched in every game. No, we put, we uh, faced him three times, and uh, no, four games, and he only pitched once. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. No, that's not what I'm trying to say. I'm not. I'm not making sense anymore, people. You're well, not. My, my brain. No, no. I just. I my. I just had a stroke. I'm sorry. I'm dead. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, Cubs versus Espino, not much to look at here. Nobody did shit. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, who's now in the Yankees, had an extra base hit. So, right. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, let's see. Then game two, Joe Ross versus Kyle Hendricks. Uh, this is what we do against Ross. Ian Happ has a home run. I mean, Javi <laughs> does okay. I mean, we assume bat- KB won't play tomorrow. KB's probably not going to play. Uh, might not be a Cub anymore. And then uh, let's see. Here's Ross's game. Is it, we, we faced is it him better to be Rizzo? Is it better to be Rizzo and know right after the game and be able to leave? and the whole team leaves on the bus and leaves you, or to be KB and you have to fucking fly to D.C. with these guys knowing you're going to be gone tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it depends on who you are as a person, like how you're going to deal with it. Like Rizzo probably, he might have been excited to go. Uh, what are the Yankees playing right now? You know, like change of scene. Like I really do think it's positive. Well, but he got a chance. So Rizzo got the chance. Actually, he went out on the field, him and his family, and uh, took pictures and walked around the field a little bit before he left. You know, KB's going to be a DC, and they're going to be like, "Fucking pack your shit." They'll give you uniform and FYI, John Heyman, Minnesota. John Heyman's tweeting out that the Mets and Cubs are talking about deals for Chris Bryant and or Zach. Davies. Good. Take them both. The package deal. I've been predicting that forever. For sure, Davies. Yeah. Two for one deal. Um, so uh, who's going? Oh, Kyle Hendricks, who will be a Cub for a while. Um, Kyle's going to go out there. And it uh, doesn't look like he faced the Nationals last time he went out there. But the last time he pitched, it didn't go well against Cincinnati. 4.1 innings, five runs. But that was his worst start in a while. He's been having like, you know, one bad start a month, kind of. So hopefully that was his. And uh, the Nationals, uh, Josh Harrison kicks the shit out of him. So uh, bet Josh on Kyle in that game if he plays because he's got three dongs off of him in 24 at bats. Game three, you got uh, Eric uh, Al- Adbert Alzale versus Eric Fetty. That game's at noon. That's the only one that's at noon. The other ones are at 6 o'clock Central. And um, Eric Fetty also did not face us this year, but the last time he went out, he gave up four runs in 4.2 innings, eight hits against Philadelphia. Um, He hasn't been great. It's the same reason why the Nats are selling. He's basically their Trevor Williams. And uh, then – how have we done versus Fetty? Well, we haven't seen him that much. And we have only one extra base hit off of him. It's a double by Jason Hayward, which that's not a ringing endorsement of um, your pitching. If Jason Hay- Hayward can hit a double off you. So there's your uh, – that's what's coming up, I guess, and a little bit more hug watch. And I don't know. These games don't matter anymore. It's it's sad to give previews. <laughs> have, that, have them not matter. You know, it's like, it is yeah. sad. Like, that's what I'm more sad about. It's like, you know, we used to, you know, really care what was going to happen next because it mattered. We, and we wanted to know what the matchups were going to be and all that stuff because we wanted to know what to be looking for. And now it's I, just kind of like. Mm-hmm. I instantly don't give a fuck. Like, I yeah. instantly do not give a fuck. Yeah. And the matchups are going to be like, well, this guy has. Has never seen the pitcher. 
because yeah. he hasn't been up in the league or, you know, this pitcher or the pitcher they're facing hasn't been in the league. And it's like they've seen him one time. Yeah. Yeah. Blake uh, Thies says it just doesn't matter. Just like yeah. in Meatballs, the great Bill Murray, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Um, so uh, the only announcement I have is that I know that our good friend Brett Taylor is doing a blogathon. He's for, blogathon in it. Yeah, for I was. Uh, I, I saw him today at Wrigley, man. I saw Brett Taylor. It was. It was Brett. It was myself. Luis was over there. Yeah, but no, it was Brett, myself, John, Verlice, and uh, Patrick Mooney. We all kind of were shooting the shit outside the firehouse. Awesome. Well, Brett's doing his blogathon, so support him with the uh, Make a Wish Foundation uh, thing that he does because he raises a lot of money every year, makes kids' dreams come true. So uh, that's the only announcement I have. Uh, how about uh, some TFCs? These right. flexing cubes. I, I got, got some flexing cubes. They were easy today. Uh, this one I got from uh, Decipio. And uh, for anybody just listening on the podcast, it is a picture of Chris Bryant sitting in the uh, dugout. Just And they, they caught the picture, his bottom lips out, and he looks like he's got kind of a, a thoughtful look on his face. And uh, it's... A quote tweet of MLB local hat designer. To be fair, this is also my face when I have to watch Jason Hayward hit. And Decipio tagged it with Bryant thinking, maybe Jason's actually right-handed. <laughs> <laughs> it would explain I just thought, a lot. It would I just thought so that would be amazing if we found out Jason Hayward was right-handed. <laughs> He's like, oh, you can do it from the other side? <laughs> oh, God. Um, some some about this one I liked, Eric O'Flaherty, uh, and this was in response to everybody going off about uh, Shohei Otani, uh, you know, just being the greatest thing since, since sliced bread, the 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 greatest baseball player since Babe Ruth, and uh, Eric O'Flaherty set people straight. He said Babe Ruth was an alcoholic at twelve years old and still hit seven hundred fourteen home runs. You're trying to tell me he couldn't learn to hit ninety eight miles per hour with some corny baseball dad driving him or him around to showcases every weekend instead of wearing wooden shoes and drinking a bottle every night? <laughs> Apples to oranges. Yeah, yeah. I actually saw that one out on out in the wild myself. That's yeah. hilarious. Good. Yeah, it's a good one. Excellent. Just tweet. just so everyone knows, and Wyatt eight oh Wyatt B two oh two four Schwarber just got traded to Boston. That is accurate. Jesse Rogers In- is tweeting that interesting. right now. Interesting. Isn't right. he injured still? Yeah, Hammy. No. Yeah. Okay. Do you have another one? What what's up with the, the like all the Washington guys? They they can they can trade a COVID guy. They can trade a Hammy guy. Like no no problem whatsoever. Yeah, okay, all yeah. those years we could never trade anybody, even if they were healthy. Like Schwarbert, like dude, Schwarber got traded. That is the news right there. <laughs> like Schwarber actually got traded for something. Oh god, yeah. that's frustrating. That's frustrating. All right, yeah, I've got another. Uh, I've got two more here. So here's one. IL-424 Total Landscaping. 
Have we considered the possibility that maybe Bryant had to work on his defense a bit more before being able to play today? Which I I enjoyed that. Yeah. Bringing it full circle. His last day, the same as his yeah, first day. Yeah, same as the first, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I got this one. Uh, this one is uh, from Steve Stone because I was down and uh, going to see a Sox game. And the the White Sox had just finished at home, and I and I was gonna go down to KC with the White Sox, and I said, "We'll see you in KC, KC, Steve. Chicago is here representing tonight with Lost Boys Inc. and Levante Senior." And Steve Stone actually tweeted back to me. He said, "You better have five hundred five hundred vision. We're in Chicago. Nice. <laughs> They're still doing games on the road like a bunch of assholes." Yeah. So apparently it's totally fine for me to be at the trough, like breathing in like the fumes of people's ass. But Steve Stone can't be a very protected person that uh, I don't know, makes no I sense to me. I don't think I peed a lot because I think I just sweated it out today. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I don't know how much you sweat it out. I think there's plenty still in there. Yeah. We <laughs> still got it in there. All right. Here, here's, here's my final one. Uh, Katie Jurzinski. Uh, yeah, she was a finalist uh, for the Outside the Ivy show. Yeah, and I just oh, was she okay? Yeah. And I just, I absolutely just love the simplicity of this one. More like the Dickets. Bingo! How have <laughs> and we I'm, not thought of this up to now? We are the Sun Rancho show. We should just hang it up right now if we haven't not called the Rickets the Dickets. I yet. actually fucking thought the exact same thing. I'm like, how the fuck have we been doing this for you know almost ten years now, and nobody's been calling these guys Dickets, the dickets all the yeah. time? Oh god, we have to have Katie on the show. Uh, all right, this is the last one I have. Um, I just love when people correct each other on Twitter. Taylor McGregor, the sideline reporter for the Chicago Cubs, uh, Marquee Network says, Chris Bryant is now playing shortstop with the Cubs. Yes, you read that correct. <laughs> and Amazing Grace tweeted back correctly. What a which dick. Is actually, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> which, is, which is correct. I don't know. Like, <laughs> which, There's I, nothing I, better I, I than did, just – Pedantic dickery, yeah. just yeah. fucking yeah. <laughs> Tom Dickens, um, right there. But no, I I I shouldn't have done it. I I left it hanging there because she should have said, which is correct, and he said correctly, and I would have said correct because technically he's correct. <laughs> you know, would have been perfect, but never happened, and neither did a second Cubs World Series championship. <clears throat> yeah. Not to bury the lead. Um, yeah, guys, we're all disappointed. This fucking sucks, but uh, that's our show. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know how to how to put it any other way, except for it's going to be. I don't know. I mean, I I don't I know what it's going to be. We just have to fucking we just have to say spagog and keep on. Keep all on. I'm going to say all I'm going to say is until the Cubs put a winning team back on the field, I'm going to steal more alcohol. Hey man, here's and, and I'm gonna steal more of those 1914 plates because we were talking about that down in the first row today. I said, well, you know, if they really don't spend money next year and there's a season, because you know, I mean, we'll get get into this on some other show. I think 
that Tom Ricketts was really hoping COVID was going to go longer so he could like get his money back from all the, you know, like keep the interest rates low and let's like hope that he didn't have to spend and like take a year off or what, whatever he needed to do financially. I think Tom Ricketts wanted that and it didn't happen. And so he's getting fucking lapped by everybody else. And, um, you know, to me, we sat there in the first row today, getting drinks off those people. You know, we'll be doing that. Oh, yeah. All the fucking time. And, and or buying our own ticket down there and this $500 seat, that they lose money on, they'll end up having to rope it off just to not lose money anymore. And I'm going <laughs> to laugh. I'm going to laugh. I'm going to sneak down there. All of it's going to come. It, it, I, I hope they fail, but I hope we win. You they're going to they're gonna start noticing you because there just won't be anybody there. Well, they're they like, nobody bought this fucking ticket. <laughs> they, they, well, here's the funny thing. They already noticed Crawley. Crawley was, getting, Crawley was getting clocked from the moment he walked into that section. They're like, that guy does definitely not have a ticket to this section. And yet he still got everything he wanted. And that's what I'm saying. That's what we can look forward to as Cub fans. But we got used to winning. There's absolutely no reason we can't compete next year. They're going to have the money. And if they don't spend, well, I don't know. I don't think anybody should go to the Wrigley Field ever again. And we should bankrupt these motherfuckers. If they 100%. don't spend, there will be there will be one podcast out there fucking calling them out for it. Just yeah. as we have. We called them out when they were fucking winning. We're going to keep doing it when they're losing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're like a broken clock. We, we're always right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So happy John Baker Day, everybody! I hope, I, I hope, I hope the worst John Baker Day ever. Time is meaningless, um, except uh, if you're to your heart. Yeah, um, it, it, to be serious, we're we're really hoping next year John Baker Day is actually going to be uh, all together, hopefully, and much more fun, and uh, you know, some good times to be had for all of us. I had fun. Yeah. I had fun. Just like I did on John Baker Day seven years ago tonight. So it's all come full circle. So Spagog, everybody. Here's the ballad of John Baker. Spagog. Spagog. Spagog.
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.